Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Collinsville, St. Louis. Now, back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. It's the August National and the Master of the Game. That green coat on Sunday afternoon. Who walked that 18th fairway singing this tune? Augusta, your dogwoods and pines, they play on my mind like a song. It's Watson, Baron Nelson, and Demerit, and Claire, and Steve. And it's Amen's Corner, and it's Hogan's Perfect Sway. It's Sarazen's Double Eagle at the 15th and 35, and the spirit of Clifford Roberts that keeps it alive. Augusta, your dogwoods and pines, they play on my mind like a song. Augusta, it's you that I love, it's you. It's the legions of Arnie's army and the golden bear's throngs. Wooden shafted legend, Bobby Jones. The integrity. My, my, my. Oh, what a tune. The video's pretty good. How do you do, friends? Oh, it's just so important. Damn important. That's a good one. Uh, you're a leader at Augusta National this morning. We're there expecting rain this afternoon. Is Brooks Kapka of the Live Golf Tour, okay. which is sponsored by Darren T. Atkins and Mr. P. Licks. Uh, Doug uh, Brooks Kapka leading. He is one under on the course today through three, eight under for the tournament. Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open a few years ago, is now tied with Jason Day and Cameron Young. 
for second place, or should I say fourth, considering Hovland and Rahm are now in second place behind Kapka. Oh. Uh, Phil Mickelson is one under par, and he is currently playing the second hole, which is usually a birdie opportunity. And Sepp Straka, who is known on this program as the bastard Sepp Straka, and who uh, I put a lot of Sepp Straka on those rosters. He is three under par, one under for the day. Uh, any other notables out there, Doug, you wanted to know about? I'll be happy to tell you. Bryson's on your roster. He's right. at four over par, oh. two over for the day. Okay. Bernhard Longer is at one over par, four over for the tournament. Uh, 2016 champion, courtesy of Jordan Spieth. Danny Willett is four over on the tournament. He's one over on the day. Cam Champ, uh, who had a great uh, Masters a year or two ago, is uh, two over and six over for the tournament, and there is your update. Kevin Na still not feeling well. Will Zalatoris also WD, but it wasn't because he double bogeyed the first hole. When did Willett win? Oh, your mic's hot. Oh, it's hot. Wow. Okay. When did Willett win? Sorry. 2016. Was that a forgettable one? Yes. Oh, I would say it's one of the most memorable ones. Jordan Spieth was up by five strokes before right. he imploded on 12. In that regard, yeah. It was more Spieth lost it than Willett won 100%. I would like to see Kepko win it and then recruit more players to go with him to the Live Tour. <laughs> wow, you're going plow hawking. Yeah, I think that might be. You and Mr. Licks and the plow hawk uh, are going to form a federation. What's funny is I saw a tweet, uh, and I don't know if this is the, or they're even actually doing this, but Kevin Nall withdrew, but they're saying he may have to stay just in case Kepka or one of the live guys wins because everybody has to be on 18 like Greg Norman said. How would you like to withdraw the first day and have to stay there three more days? <laughs> oh, or four anticipate? more days, the case might be. The live guys are going to have a party if one of them wins? I don't know if that's what Norman said. What well, if it's one of their teammates? Do they have to do the champagne pop thing? Oh, man. You know, when I saw Kepka yesterday wearing his Nike, he wasn't wearing his uh, live thing, so I think somebody said it was uh, one of the players said, well, it's in our contract, we have to wear them. He wasn't wearing his. Current contracts will be played out until they're over. What I'm saying is that, uh, I don't know if it was Cam Smith or somebody said it's like in our contract we have to wear these shirts, but Kepka had a Nike shirt on. He didn't have his live thing on. If you have a current contract that's still active. Jackson's getting frustrated. So he doesn't have a contract anymore? Who? Kepka? No, he does. That's why he's wearing it. Until that runs out. He You're talking about the Nike contract. Correct, sir. Come on, let's get it straight. Okay, but they, they do have live contracts, too. Right, but in the live contract, the stipulation is that if you have current contracts – Personally, not with your team. Personally, right. you can wear those until they run out. Okay. That's why Cam Smith still wears the Penguin stuff. All right, I didn't All know right. you were there talking about his Nike. <laughs> and then if Nike wants to sponsor whatever ridiculous name Brooks's team is, whoa, whoa, and now you're going to be on the target of Mr. Licks. Then they can sponsor that entire team, and they can all wear Nike. Yeah. Well, there's not going to be 18 players. Behind 18th green, like Norman said. Half of them didn't even know he said that. So nobody asked me. Okay. <laughs> I just don't I know. I don't believe Kevin Nas is sitting around for three or four days to, in the hopes one of his players wins. I don't, I don't think the average guy watching on TV really cares that much. You kind of would be pissed if Kevin Nas wasn't there, though. <laughs> Give a rip. <laughs> I'm sure Riff Brooks win. He'll be. One, two, three, four. Where the hell's Nah? Anybody see Nah? You know who'll be out there quick, fast, in a hurry if Brooks wins? Nah Sims. Yeah, nah Sims does. will be on the green, maybe in his backswing. Oh. And I don't mind it. 
You don't mind Nassim's? No, unless she posts a lot of her in thongs, too. Oh, you've never worn thong underwear, have you, Iggy? No. Uh, good morning. What's with the fan page dorks complaining that there's advertisements being played mid-Sagi? You know, the thing that helps keep the show they're listening around. Reference, and then he gives the person's name, post from last night. Sorry if this has been discussed. I'm PLTDing. That's from Iggy's first victim. Mm. I can address that. Jackson would like to address it, Doug. You wanted to, but Jackson would prefer I, to. I didn't know that it needed uh, addressing. I'm going to issue an apology oh my gosh. to the listening audience. This is a show that usually doesn't have much accountability. I'm going to take accountability because we are putting what they call mid-roll advertisements in our podcast segments. Doug, it's a Hubbard initiative. Yes. Okay. And so uh, I try my, my damnedest to put them in spots where one topic ends and another begins so that it's not in the middle of a conversation. I believe yesterday I made a, a bad mistake and Ugh. misplaced it, and it might have been kind of awkward for that. I truly apologize because I know I'd it, love to hear it. Like like it was just placed randomly or? I, I, I went back and, and listened, and it's like it was right before a design air read, and you guys were talking a little about the weather, and I thought I saw a little break. I placed it, but it was a, it was a poor place. Doug, was it a poor parts. place? It seems like it really poor was. Place. And I apologize because I know that affects the listening experience, and I don't want to compromise the listening experience for our wonderful listeners. So I truly apologize, and I will be better going forward. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you uh, letting people know what was going on on that, Jackson. Um, I, I, I'll say this. I think our audience, and I think it's probably just because of where we've uh, been before here has a better understanding of the radio business than most audiences just because of the nature of the show's existence has been solely with, like I said, supporting the sponsors. So it's a different state. So yesterday in the sales meeting, um, it was a, Doug, they call it a cluster-wide meeting. Do they really? Yeah, cluster. Okay. Because when you have the five stations here in TMA, that's the Hubbard Radio St. Louis cluster. Um, and so all the salespeople were in there and our general sales manager, and she's also the general sales manager for 101 ESPN, Kelly Hanna, uh, said, look at this live read on TMA and, and this is why advertising on TMA has the return on investment for the advertisers that it does. And she plays the first Glenn Betts jewelers live read that we did, uh, on YouTube and so the entire, and I don't know how many people, how many people you think were in that room yesterday, Jackson? 22. That's a nice number. Mm. We're sitting there watching our show, which oh I got to tell you, gosh. Doug, is an uncomfortable thing. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> for, for those of us involved with it, it really is holding up the mirror to something that I think mm -hmm. we just, it's like four guys in a room talking mm -hmm. right now. You try to get under the desk or something? <laughs> Excuse me, I got to leave. And, uh, but they... Number one, they said, wow, we didn't know that we do five five-minute live reads, but also said <laughs> the uh, the manner with which the the conversation organically goes along with the sponsors is the reason why the the advertising campaigns work and why you hear so many new sponsors, number one, but so many sponsors who've been around for so long. But that's also because our audience, which, of course, loves to, to rip our asses at times, does indeed go out of their way to support the advertisers, and that's the name of the game. And so uh, while I understand, and so that's why I'm glad Jackson ex explained what happened with that, because uh, there is a new, It's this is at all the Hubbard stations where they're doing mid-rolls, but Jackson 
in addition to his other responsibilities, now goes in and finds a spot in which the conversation is transitioning. And that rarely happens on this show because we usually stay on one topic, you know, for an hour, and then we go to a new topic in the second hour. And that's where he will insert the ad. So it flows more naturally. So anyway, there's a little uh, radio behind the scenes for you. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. I don't know. No, who could know? I don't know. No. That's why um, I had to do that when I was doing the pod- your podcast. You'd have like five sponsors. You'd have to listen and wait till... That's a, how I did it back then. Yeah, yeah, wait till a question was over and, okay, they'd go to a new topic. And if it's a new topic, I'll wait till the, the answer's over. And you put one there, you put one there. And I just got tired of doing it, so I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, <laughs> you know, I you get tired of a lot of things that involve work. <laughs> I got to listen to the whole podcast. And I quit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, hey, Tim, if you're asking Plowsy to play the podcast clip from yesterday with the new ad from Jackson, Plowsy ain't doing it. He's death-scrolling Twitter. That's mm. from the Kansas City Gray Sexual. What's death-scrolling mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I have multiple. I'm scrolling clip that off in Adobe for drop, but, like, <laughs> I, you think it's just so easy. I just I, I type in a keyword, and there it is. I'll cut and edit it to where I can just right. play it. It's not like that. These people have no idea what you go through. Well, I don't know if it's that bad. <laughs> you sound like I just went through okay. 10 hours of open-heart surgery. That's not necessarily the case, but I, I can't cue it up in you here live no to try way. to find the spot. Like, <laughs> no. Jackson, you with me? It's just it, it's hard to edit live on radio when I don't really can't hear anything. Yeah, that's accurate. Shocker, the virgin screwed something up. Again, have Shock. sex. Life gets easier oh. after your release. Oh. Uh and then it gets a little more graphic. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. Without Jackson, we I can't. For, I can't keep air. track of who's in alliances anymore. So Warson Woods Wacko's high on the Plowhawk. Love the guy. Yeah. Mister Licks is also high on the Plowhawk, but for live golf reasons, mm. which I respect. And Warson Woods Wacko's down on Jackson. What did I do to him? I don't know. He just told you to know. go have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of him, though. Yeah, well, uh, what was nice about it? A nice sentiment, I guess. He wants you to have a release. He's pulling he needs for to you. stop worrying about me, baby. Oh, don't say baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fine. It is actually clipped and edited on the post. That's from Todd Reesing, who was sacked in the end zone at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, so does that mean like on the fan page post? I don't know. Plowhawk could be. A... I mean, I don't even know my Facebook login. <laughs> you know, you can't figure it out. It's for, dude, I have had Facebook for so long. It's for a big D Atkins 69420 at yahoo.com. Not kidding. I'm not kidding. I, I was that immature. 69 and 420 was in it. That oh, email brother. doesn't even exist. So I can't try to sign in because. So you can't get into Facebook anymore? Well, I can't on my app. Oh. But, like, I can't look at that email to get a confirmation email for a code to sign in. Uh-huh. So, like, I can't sign in on a desktop. Oh. Okay. I've, I've started writing mine down now. I've changed so many passwords. I've changed my DraftKings password like eight times in the last three weeks. At home, it's fine. When I get on my phone here, I, got, I don't remember it. So I got to forget password, do it again. So uh-huh. I'm to the point, I'm just writing everything down in a book. And if I get yeah. one, okay, here you it is. You have to. They have an app where you can just remember one password, and that app gets you into all of your passwords. Really? Yeah. Because there's obviously a lot of passwords these days, so you can just hop onto that app, 
if all, all you need to do is remember one password. But what if you forget that one password? Well, then See, if you Matt, can't remember just one password, then maybe you weren't ready to have a password. Madison, oh, don't Madison scold creates us, a old... fake contact like Sergio or Pablo. And in there, in that contact, she puts all of her passwords for each thing. So it's like it's in her contact list in her phone. She clicks on that contact and... Yeah. Well, I try to use the same one for all of them, but then there's some you got to use ten characters. Oh, yeah. That's a bad idea. Well, Low case, uh, uppercase. You it after three months. You know, so. a, a, an emoji. You got to use all this stuff. I just try to use the same one. An emoji. But then I go back and I change it. The one I think it's the, our company one, uh, where you go in and do your time card and all that stuff. Uh, that one you can't use one you've already used. Oh. So I go back and I okay I'll use this one. You've already used that 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 one. Got it. I don't have any more. Yeah. It's really a pain in the ass. But Negril one 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 opens up most of your oh, stuff. That's my email. Oh. Real talk. That trench coat looking in the back is concerning. <laughs> Since when is it ever appropriate to wear a trench coat? <laughs> in April. That's some glove blocker Tom Draven. Is it up again? <laughs> It's a wool so coat. It's in, the, it's in the YouTube stream. A, a trench coat is not a wool coat. <laughs> Would that be a duster? You got a duster there, no, bro? No, it's not a duster either. Duster's not. Is it a pea coat? I think a trench coat. Yeah, it's kind of a pea coat. It's, it's just it's a pea long. coat with a long, a little bit longer. Yeah. Tim was wearing a pea coat. Making it not night. a pea coat. Yeah, it's yeah. a pea coat. Uh, that's a trench. Once you get no. the tail, it's a trench. A pea, Tim wore a pea coat last night. I think a trench. Did is... wear a pea coat. All the ladies were raving about yeah, it. That's a trench coat. <laughs> so if it was a little bit longer to be a trench coat. There's a. I think it's. Is that a, called a top coat? I think that's what it's called. I think you're right. Maybe. A top coat and hat. So Iggy's top coat is hanging <laughs> yeah, over his trench coat. coat. I don't like that at all. A trench coat is kind of pervy sounding. But that's what that is. <laughs> With a pocket full of batteries. Yeah, it's, but then it's you hung can... up there. It just looks like somebody's gonna go out for some serious business. When here you expose, when you expose yourself in public, you're usually wearing a trench coat. <laughs> that's not a trench coat. It is. It's a hybrid top coat trench coat. <laughs> no, it's Tim's right. It's a top coat slash pea coat. Wouldn't well, anything a be a top coat? coat? It goes on top of your clothes. Wouldn't any coat technically be a top coat? I don't know. I own two coats, that and a leather jacket. Now I own a, a few, like, spring things, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it a windbreaker, but like a, a polo and a nautica kind of like nice. jacket. What about, what about the puffer? Yeah, I got that, too. Yeah, don't and forget I got, that. Don't well, sleep I got a, on that one. I got a Levi's jacket, too, that I never wear. Like a jean jacket? No, it's uh, like a suede jacket. Ooh, uh, it's wow. called a... Um, Don't get wet. No, there's a word for it. F- not, not fupa. Top coat? Not fupa. 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 <laughs> it's similar to that. It's similar to a fupa. Do you have any fupa coats available? <laughs> I forget what it's called. Might be the name of this segment. No, it's a... I said it was close. To, it's a sherpa. 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 It's close to fupa. Mark Hanna is a life Sherpa. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is a Sherpa jacket. Whatever a Sherpa is, it's a yeah, Sherpa. It's uh, it's that fur. It's like what Rocky wears. He has a jean jacket with, like, fur. That kind of a Sherpa. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, I got a Levi Sherpa. Well, with all your coats, you could probably put your closet up against any one of the listeners. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, in these cluster meetings, are they going to start adding new directives based on what TMA is doing? I wonder if the other shows will start including sexual harassment of the co-hosts and listeners who <laughs> who want to meet up at a local Dunkin' Donuts to either throw hands or exchange profit and loss statements. 
or pull dementia-infused geriatrics from the home and put them on the air. Thanks. That's from Scissor Me Timbers. Oh, we do have a good business model. <laughs> Doug, what is our business model? As long model? as you don't like making a lot of money. <laughs> Levi, Nautica, Polo, Trench Coats, Missy Elliott, Puffy Coat. So damn preppy. That's from the Dogtown Astro Van. Well, I don't know about preppy. It's not a Hoosier. <laughs> Puffers are in. Everyone who's anyone has a puffer. Oh, they are. He looks like he's a baked potato when he wears that thing. <laughs> Guys, why when Iggy talks about fashion does it always sound like some sort of conversation from South County Mall Food Court circa 96? It's from Arbor Day. Mm. Explain yourself. Arbor Day call in 636-900-4TMA. That's how you can explain yourself. KG and O-Town, who's going to be working with us for two weeks, starting next Thursday, said that was captivating. Hey, Plowsy, will you list your coats, too? That's KG and O-Town. I brought my old man coat, which is it's a pretty standard coat. Well, sure it is. Yeah, and then I have a, uh, I also am blessed to have a pea coat. It currently has uh, oh. Scentsy wax on it from our move, Ooh. so i got to take that to the dry what is, cleaner. What is Scentsy wax? Uh, you know, where sense, like you warm up like the smelly wax. When we were moving, it melted onto my peacoat. I have to take that. To Why the dry would you cleaner. warm up wax? Well, it's for it's like an alternative to a candle, dog. This oh. is definitely not a part of the story, but I appreciate okay, explaining sense. You. you put that <laughs> in, the, in the diffuser. <laughs> I was just talked down to. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's it. There's a burning wax. I heard it. And then I have a Carhartt coat as well, waterproof. Or like car coat. That's another name. It's a, a car, car coat. <laughs> uh, now I guess Warson Woods Wacko is offering Jackson a part of the stable. Virgin, when are we going to put licks in that jealous loser KG and O Town, which stands for OMG? I like men and wish I was Iggy and Mr. Licks, who is currently making his packing list for his August trip to Destin, aka 30A. Let's take them out for the Megan Meyer Foundation. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. A lot of words, not a lot of periods. Yeah. That, uh, Man, text. that's a run on. Um, <laughs> but I'm always ready. I, I'm not, I, I've got to stop responding to the name Virgin. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't do it anymore. I'm just not going to respond because no, that's shouldn't. how I'm addressed. Uh-uh. But uh, I will. I'm down. I love both KG and O-Town. I guess theoretically I love Licks. So. <laughs> Arbor Day has uh, issued his explanation. He chose not to call in. Uh, my explanation is that you think it's high fashion to dress like you're walking the runway at the Melville Fall Winter Fashion Show. Oh. You're 65. Stop dressing like Bubba Sparks. That's from Arbor Day. Well, what do you what do you dress like when you're 65? What, what's the outfit of choice when you're 65? Sweaters. You want me to wear the, the grandpa neck huggers? <laughs> neck huggers. Yeah, like, no, what are those? You know, the ones that pull up to your like chest. Corduroys. Oh. Neck huggers. <laughs> Those are neck, I call them neck huggers. That's what they're called, neck huggers. Yeah. Like you know, back in my day, girls wore the hip huggers, where you know, high waisted. Yeah, a lot of their uh, those are back. Butt crack was hanging out. Oh, um, but the old people would call them neck huggers. Yeah, what do you? What does a sixty-five-year-old person wear? I mean, sweaters. I think I'm still fairly fashionable. What do you? I don't go out looking like crap. I mean, I don't come to work in jeans, gym shorts, and a t-shirt. Boy, that hit right close to home. It really did. Yeah. I'm wearing <laughs> jeans right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wear sweatpants every day. Yeah, I'm, I just I don't though. That's casual. I don't I don't usually come to work casual. I usually dress well, you fairly nice. What you're wearing now? You're wearing a hoodie. <laughs> yes, nice pair of pants, nice pair of shoes. You often wear slippers to work. You often you're wear big fuzzy slippers. Yeah, but those those are fashionable. Are they? they aren't slippers? Aren't fashionable? Yeah, they're Nikes. 
You're wearing a sweatshirt. They say Nike on them. They are not Nike. Well, yeah, it's got a it's got a swoosh on it. And I think this. I think this is a fa- I think this is a fashionable sweatshirt. It's I mean, still the, casual. The Casey sweatshirt is. All right, There's I'm not. I'm not saying I come it. to work in a tie and a coat and, <laughs> you know, suspenders and suspenders, Sandy Lyle. But I, uh, I very, I don't think I've ever come to work looking like crap, like a like. I mean, a, obviously Fowler's established. Like you know, like a, a wrinkle, like a wrinkled T-shirt and a, you know, acid wash a, jeans, a pair of shorts with a, you know, a tie in the front. Nice. Shorts with a tie in the front. You know, how you, almost like, like sw- almost like swim trunks. Yeah, drawstring oh, in the front. Yeah. What's wrong with you that? Nothing. Like I'm, he's talking about my outfits. He's not talking about the way you guys dress. He's talking about me, and I'm just explaining what I come to work in. Okay. Not casual. You guys look fine. Thank you. But if you want to talk about the way I dress, there's nothing wrong with the way I dress. I'll put my Outfits up against yours any day of the week, whoever, oh. whoever sent that in. Wow. Arbor Day? <laughs> it was Arbor Day, maybe. Could have been Tom Trey. Let's, let's have a fashion show, me against the listeners. Oh, I would go to that. <laughs> well, we should do it at TMA. Pick five listeners who think they're... We think I'm a Hoosier, and I'll oh bring I'll bring five God. outfits, and you all no, bring you five we outfits. Five. <laughs> and we'll we could. and we'll do a fashion show. You could have formal wear. You could have. Uh, I mean, I just embarrass. Wear. I bear, embarrass the hell out of them, but we can do that if you'd like. Oh, I don't know who's getting embarrassed, but it's gold. <laughs> uh, it looks like we have a new alliance, and it's Mr. Licks and Glove Blogger Tom Traven. That's <laughs> going to be a dangerous, dangerous alliance. Warson Woods Wacko, we get it, dude. You drive a lease Subaru Outback and make enough to have easily collected all three COVID stimulus checks. Sup, Licks. That's from glove blogger Tom Traven. Mr. Licks also very active. When we play this match, it'll be the first time Wacko's club has ever seen a Holderness and Board t- shirt in person. KG and I will run a train on that tryhard Wacko, and Movie Boy will have to be collateral damage. Jackson's now known as Movie Boy? It's from Mr. Licks. <laughs> Movie they're, Boy. they're talking about running that. trains on... Do- is that a, are they at a disc? What, what are we... Where, I think it is, yeah. Where was, like, the slam there? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> he just announced he wanted to have sex with Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and Jackson's the one that's supposed to be ashamed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aroused, I guess. Oh. Movie boy. Uh, here's the thing. If you want to look good, you go to Glenn Betts Jewelers. Or if you want your significant other to look good, you go to Glenn Betts Jewelers. Glenn Betts Jewelers, in business in St. Louis since 1941. Operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. GlennBettsJewelers.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z Jewelers. Com. They are located one mile east of 270 on Manchester in De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. Online at glennbettsjewelers.com. Once again, in De Pere, a mile east of 270 on Manchester. Glenn Betts Jewelers. Good, better, bet. Ah!
Never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. So and don't fret. When you go by on Manchester, it looks like the building's right there as a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Go around the back. There's park in plenty the, in the back. of, plenty yeah, of parking park, in yeah. the back. Plenty of parking back there. Park there. Uh, guys, the loser of this match has to dress in Iggy's clothes for the next year. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. I would love to see this match happen. So it's too. Mr. Licks and KG in O-Town against Warson Woods Wacko and Jackson? It would make a nice little video, wouldn't it? Yeah, I really would like to see this match. Yeah, there's one person in the four that you probably want to watch. The other three are just useless. Wow. Iggy. Wow. What do you mean by that? Well, exactly. I mean, who's going to go out and watch the other three? Jackson's part of the show, so, yeah, you want to see a member of the show, no, but the other three are like nobody. dangerous 10.7, too. I yeah, the other three are nobodies. Really compressing the ball recently. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Making moves. I mean, I'm still not getting as much distance as I want, but we're improving. I got to swing the club a couple times. Uh, Mike Wellington just texted me to say Birdies for Bipolar will sponsor any type of Iggy fashion show. So mm. it sounds like <laughs> Wellington wants it. Okay. Well, I think it'd be fun just to see what the other five. I mean, you know what I wear. But if yeah. you get three or four other yeah. listeners and at a TMA Live, we do a fashion show where these people that think I dress like a Hoosier, let's see what you wear. Oh. There are some people who might think you're vulnerable and can be beaten. Yeah, well, let's do it. you got to bring three or four different outfits. It doesn't have to be nightwear. Just need, yeah, there, there needs to be categories. It needs to be formal and casual and intimate. Oh, <laughs> Man there needs to be several well, I don't have any categories. intimate wear. I, I go naked. You do, too. I've seen you in a, in a, in a black... Well, that's, that's negligee. Negligee. I'm not. I'm not wearing my bed clothes to this thing. <laughs> that's really? part of the that's, deal. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's no. Don't you sleep in the buff? Yeah, I do. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have any night clothes. So a swimwear competition. No, it's gonna be whatever you want to do. F- just four different outfits. Bring your bring your best. If well, you think you want to bring a, a house coat and a. <laughs> Pair of slippers, go ahead. A house coat. What the hell is a house coat? I wear a house coat. I'm the, I'm the only one that's seen Doug in a PJs. It's a robe. Yeah. So old people. Like a terry cloth what robe. Old people yeah, call you robes? would lose. What Tim, old people call did you robes? notice how Licks made reference to the fact that this match has to be played at my club? Do you know why? He doesn't belong to one. Thanks. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. That's a good point. Virgin, why can't you hit a seven iron further than 140 yards? That's from the six three six. I am now. Closer, Are you really? Yeah, closer to like a buck fifty-five, buck sixty. Look at Jackson, really? Doug. Buy stock in Jackson's game in twenty twenty-three. I'm just telling really? you, that. buy stock in Jackson's okay. game in twenty twenty-three. My one fifty club's a seven iron. I don't yeah, know. I mean, if there's any wind, I'd probably hit in seven on one fifty. But uh, if it's like you know, if I can carry a buck forty-eight, I'll take a uh, seven iron. Seven's like a one thirty club. You really know the difference in a, in a buck forty-eight and a buck fifty. He's dialed in. Really? Yeah, no, I don't. That's really the answer to that, Doug. I do not. No. Maybe if you had your swing down where you swung exactly the same every time, you could be that kind of consistent, like professional quality consistent. Maybe you know the difference in two or three yards. Doug, Otherwise, you ever hit the you're ball just trying to hit it solidly. Have you ever hit the ball and go, I hit went 148, not 150? Not once. <laughs> Well, Jason nope. Day just hit at 148, and he knew it wasn't 150 because he birdied number two, and he now moves to six under par, wow. and he is part of Iggy's team. Sepp Straka is at three under par. Ryan Fox is at three under par. Phil Mickelson is at two under par. These are all players who are under par on the golf course, but they're all chasing one man, Mr. Licks's, Darren Atkins's, and maybe Doug Vaughn's, Brooks Kepka. Of the Live Golf Tour is your leader at Augusta National. He is one under par on the day through five, eight under for the golf tournament, in which very threatening conditions are making their way towards southern Georgia. Doug, how do you do? Well, I'm okay. Man, Maria Olathabo having a rough morning. Oh, what's the problem? Four over. Oh, no. 
He's got to be 50s by now. Oh, right? hell Easy. yeah. Easy. I, would, I would guess he is. I'd, Probably, say, I'd 61. say closer to 60 than 50. Wow. He's been around yeah. a while. I'm going to yeah. make play at 61. Anybody want to do any uh, work? I think that's about right. right. I'll say 60. He's only 57. 50. Wow. Yeah. 57. 57 wow. ships. He doesn't. He has, did he even try to play on the uh, Champions Tour? I, I don't know. I don't follow the Champions Tour. I just don't. I'd go to the Ascension yeah, if I had time. Looks like, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he did. Looks like they had something yesterday. Danny Mac and Randy Character around doing something for Ascension. Yeah, I saw that. The nose breathing is so bad that we can smell oh the menthol my. breathe through the radio. Stop it. That's from Uncle oh. Cucker. Pawpaw Wheezy Snoot. <laughs> Wheezy Beak. Wheezy Beak. Maybe, this, maybe you hear me sighing after my coffee. Tim, we have to play the match in between pillar carpool drop off and pickup. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. <laughs> so that's where Mr. Licks is all day. He's in the Our Lady of Pillar. Just in the drop off line, just waiting for someone to come out. That doesn't seem like a very rich existence, does it? Well, I guess if you know you have passive income and it's been insinuated that he lives off of his father in law, yep. I guess he doesn't have much to do. So, yeah, I guess he's picking up the kids and he's dropping them off. That's what the insinuation is. Would you be okay living off your father in law? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be uncomfortable. But if I had a father in law, yeah. But no, I would have no problem living off of a wife that had a great job or father in law that had a bunch yeah. of money. Don't you want to make it yourself, too, though? If I had my choice, I'd just take it from somebody else and not do anything. <laughs> well, uh, predictable I answer. I like the honesty, actually. <laughs> leaning toward that. Oh, why do anything if you don't have to? <laughs> I clip for that off. Sense of like accomplishment. Sense of accomplishment and having Well, I've been doing this for 30 life? years. What kind of accomplishment do I have here? Not wow. much. Yeah, that's We're what I'm on saying. HD2, man. Well, We're in a new studio. <laughs> Maybe you'll be around long. Wrong. Clip that off. Be around long enough to see HD3. Is there still a chance you could meet a special lady with a wealthy, oh, very, no. very elderly father-in-law? No. That's off the table at this point? Yeah, I'm not looking. Well, what if they come and find you? Mm. Well, that's a different story. So it could happen. I'll go work at it. You're not working. Yeah. Everyone's deserving of love. Good luck. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well. Freeze, oh. luck a come. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself. Does that count? Yeah. All right, well, that's there you great. Go. Yeah, that's great. I would just like to see you find a wealthy father-in-law. Well, at my age, there aren't many. Father-in-law would have to be like a hundred. Well, he could be in his nineties and not feeling well. That's a perfect <laughs> one. That's a perfect one. Yeah, be like Frank Gallagher. Hey, I'm a stepdad, and yep, I'm a slut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Licks has just announced that he had his children baptized at Our Lady of Pillar. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, first of all, you don't have a mom because you're not married, so your kids don't have that mom that you're dating. <laughs> I can't follow that. I can't either. It's almost get more confusing. Dear Deidre, my wife and her friends constantly make fun of the size of my manhood. Do they? I feel humiliated, and it's starting to make my life a misery. I am 40, my wife is 38, and we've been married for three years. It's fair to say that the size of my penis is small. Oh. Even erect, it doesn't grow beyond three inches. Oh, However, despite all of my wife's put-downs, we always have had good sex. I bet she's thrilled. And she's always reached an orgasm. So I don't understand why she feels the need to embarrass me. Just last week, I overheard her laughing on the phone with her friend about it. I feel so low. My confidence and self-esteem are non-existent. Deidre's got advice. This is great. 
This is about her lack of respect, not your penis size. Oh. Tell your wife you won't tolerate her humiliating you about such an intimate subject. You are obviously a considerate lover, as she always orgasms. But learning to be more assertive will help. My support packs standing up for yourself and raising self-esteem will have advice and help increase your confidence. It's great stuff. Well, there's so many lies in that thing. Well, it's all made up. It's made up every day yeah. when we read one of these. It's all made up. Those are all lies. Well, first of all, this is huge. <laughs> if uh, if you're that small where she's making fun of you, then there's no way she's having orgasms and you're satisfying her. Well, yeah, I don't know. That. What if he's girthy? Oh, you're skinny and can get into deeper ranges. Oh. <laughs> I hear that girth. for your advantage. You being skinny, you can get a better angles. Is that right? Oh, well, don't say Wahondo. But I hear girth is the wave. But he had, he didn't say Manuel that. Manuel is more girthy. I hear that that's the wave. Is, but is if he had girth, girth he would say something to, yeah, you're to pump right. himself up. You're probably right. But Deidre, I'm girthy. <laughs> Too much blood to get it going. <laughs> I don't know any wife that does, unless you're being berated and it's a porn cock. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know any wife that would just, oh, I love you. God, you make me. Orgasm every time, and they get on the phone. He's such a small penis. He's such a loser. Ha, ha, ha. This, isn't this happening. is huge. This isn't happening. So you're doubting the veracity of the story that Tim just read? Yeah. Well, I doubt most of them, but this one's just stupid. <laughs> they're, they're all made up. I wouldn't worry too much about it. It, it took Deidre all of two seconds to answer that. Yeah. She had that two support packs for it. That gives it some credibility. And Tavistock wasn't involved. That's yeah. correct. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The green envy is involved in my lawn and Doug's lawn, and Doug, I was noticing it. I'm telling you, I've already had uh, my lawn cut twice this year, and it's what, yeah. April 7th, and that's because green envy and the work that they have done on my lawn and on your lawn, and I know some of our listeners have already contacted them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cut my grass Sunday. It needs it again. Is that it's right? Green, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it absolutely needs it again. What, five days later? Four or five days later? And the, the big thing right now, I've got no crabgrass. And it is, nice. it's Conditions are perfect right now for crabgrass. Sometimes it lies dormant there for years, but then you get a bunch of well, water, a bunch of rain like we've had, and it can crop up on you. A green envy can take care of that for sure. And if they come out and treat your yard for crabgrass and the crabgrass comes back, they'll come out at no charge and reapply it to make sure that you kill that darn crabgrass nice. because you can't have a good lawn without it if you got got this crabgrass everywhere. Okay. And that's what Green Envy specializes in is taking care of the problems so your yard can look lush and green, and it's your neighbors with the Green Envy. You have a really nice yard, it helps the value of your house, too. It really changes the look of your house when your yard looks great, and it will look great if you get Green Envy. They've got... Commercially licensed applicators certified by the Missouri Department of Agriculture. You don't get some part-time guy who doesn't know what he's doing. You get pros who've been around a while with Green Envy. This is why we use them, so our yards look perfect. And so I can cut the grass twice a week sometimes. Twice a week. Good exercise. (sighs) 636-757-1600. Green Envy. Open 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday. They're open on Saturdays as well from 9 to 1. Take your calls and answer your questions. Call 636-757-1600. That is Green 
Envy. Get involved on this show by texting in 314-881-TMA5. That's the Engineer Designed Facilities text inbox, the EDF group. Uh, heretofore known as, and you can call in 636-9004-TMA and email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day, one of the rare times uh, that you can say you would rather be in St. Louis this weekend than Augusta, Georgia, uh, because the conditions in St. Louis, pretty damn good. Meanwhile, in Augusta, it's going to be a high of 52 for what is scheduled to be the third round tomorrow with 100% chance of rain. Meanwhile, in St. Louis, how do you do? Uh, got a beautiful sunny day tomorrow, high of 66. Easter Sunday, sunny, high of 68. Monday, sunny, high of 69. Tuesday, sunny, high of 74. Oh. Wednesday, sunny, high of 76. Thursday, sunny, high of 75. Friday, sunny, high of 77. Saturday, sunny, high of 79. Sunday, sunny, high of 73. How mm. you do? Resort weather. Telling you. Yeah. You couldn't have a, a much better week than that of the whole year. I'm telling you, get your work in. Uh, it's uh, design, air, heating, and cooling. This is your work, too. Not just getting your work in on the course for the Jerry Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship, which is presented by Michelob Ultra on April 30th at Gateway National. Get your air conditioning checked now. In the 70s, you're probably safe. But when it goes into the 80s and 90s, you're going to turn that air conditioning on. Make sure that it is working. Get it checked. It's super easy. It's designairservice.com. That's Seth Goldcamp and his staff taking great care of our audience, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug is a client. I'm a client. Say, friends, why don't you become a client as well? It's Design Air heating and cooling. We're in our appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour. If you're in the market for an appliance, look no further than appliance discounters and their 80,000 square foot warehouse full of GE appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com where pricing has been adjusted to beat everybody in the competition, both Doug and our clients there as well. We've worked with John and Denise Bradley and their outstanding staff at the appliance discounters. They have five St. Louis area locations to serve you. They price to beat the competition, so if you need appliance make sure you're doing business with our eight o'clock hour sponsor and that's the appliance discounters online at the appliance discounters.com cardinals and brewers tonight doug and cardinals kind of need to get things going here as they uh swept by the braves and uh now we'll take on their central division competition the milwaukee brewers who put up some runs uh and got on a heater after losing their opener uh, to the Cubs last week, the Brewers now sit at 5-1 and one and have won five straight, and they are doing some raking. It's the pitching staff that gets a lot of attention for Milwaukee, question marks in that lineup, but the Cardinal pitching staff will have to deal with the Brewers lineup that is off to a pretty damn good start, and they'll be dealing with uh, Brandon Woodruff this evening, so they will be put to the test. Cardinals are tied with the Royals for the longest current losing streak in all of baseball, three games. How do I look my kids in the eye and talk about that? We're Tell running out of season. We're running out of we season. cash. <laughs> well, you'd hate to see this drag on too long and, and, you know, confidence start to wane and infighting begin. You hate to get off to too rough a start. I couldn't believe in December when you made no move to that <clears> pitching <throat> staff that now in April you'd have a pitching problem. What, is you know, what don't you like about the pitching? Um, everything, age, injury-prone, I mean, Besides stardom, that. athleticism, <laughs> an ace. Oh, there's a couple things wrong. Well, you have any hope at all that they'll bounce back? That they'll snap out of this and go on a streak? They're good enough to do that. Uh, I mean, once 
you know, maybe you start Verhagen. <laughs> oh, no. He's looked good. Patting Nottingham and put him oh, in the two no. role. It's not. Drew <laughs> Verhagen has looked good. So is Zach He's Thompson. Actually, yeah, Verhagen's actually a decent The bullpen's player. been pretty damn solid, mm-hmm. minus Jordan Hicks, yeah. who has been pretty bad. Yeah. 13.5 ERA, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. take a look at what the uh, number is for this evening's festivities, Doug, considering the pitching Who goes matchup. Flaherty for us? Flaherty. 1-0 with a 0.00 ERA at Brandon Woodruff. Brewers minus 162. Your over-under mm-hmm. is 8. I feel like the Cardinals haven't hit in a few games. I feel like they're... Have they got a hit? No, haven't hit mm-hmm. much in the last no. few games. Um, Jordan Walker's had a hit in every game. Yeah. So I, I think their offense kind of explodes. What if it's, six? What if it's time to move him up in the lineup just a, a wee bit? Should. Eight, eighth is a little low. Six okay. seems like the sweet spot Five right six. now, Doug. Yeah, I'd get him. Will Tyler O'Neill be out there? Is he still in the? Is he still in timeout? I don't know. If he's not, it's it's becoming a big story. If he's on the bench again, because that would that would definitely constitute a benching for someone who's supposed to be one of your top players. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> but if he's benched again, I think it, it starts to really become it's something. Game in April fifth. Like nothing should matter at right. that point. Like nobody's ever made a base running blunder before. If you even consider it a blunder. Well when, Wednesday he said was a scheduled day off, right? That's what they said. Whether you believe it or right. not. You need a scheduled day off five day five games into the season. That's You've already had not, a day off in the middle of it. That's not uncommon. I mean, Jordan Alvarez sat out like the third game of the season for a rest. If you've got, well, he wasn't an everyday player. If you got four or five outfielders, you want to get in. You figure that they're all going to rest at some point. But if I, I would never rest Jordan Walker. I'd say you're out there every game. Sorry, you're not coming out. Yeah, he's played every game. He hasn't had a day off. No scheduled day off for him. Yeah, I wouldn't go. He's too good. Well, Neil does have a history of injury. Yeah, but I just don't. You you played five games, and you've already had you had two days off in between the five games. Yeah. Not like you played five straight games. I can't believe any of them are tired at this point. I think it's just a matter of wanting to get the other outfielders at bats. Starting pitcher had ten days off. Woodford and Mats. Kind of like ten days with no pitching. Yeah. Well, we got to rest the arms. I saw uh, somebody yesterday was proposing trades for. Uh, Tyler O'Neill to Atlanta. Of course, apparently they've got an overload of pitchers. They've got some good people in AAA they thought might be a trading mm-hmm. partner for the Cardinals and Braves. We trade the manager instead? Oh. Like, if I had mm-hmm. to pick between wanting Marmol or O'Neill, I think it's an easy choice. You'd rather have O'Neill? Matheny and Schilt and Marmol have done kind of basically the same thing. You you know, you, you win the, a crappy division, you lose in the first round. Like, we've seen that. I mean... You can give Pujols or Yachty the key to that car, and they can oh. do that. Well, they, they could have made anybody. They could have Whitey Herzog managing last year, and if your big stars can't hit, can't score any runs, you're not going to win. Yeah, I just don't know why the player has to be traded. Why can't the well, manager I don't know be held accountable? So when Marmol makes a bad pitching move, let's say, hypothetically, he take Quintana out in six and two-third when he doesn't have anybody <laughs> else. So <laughs> nobody uh, can criticize him for that. You know, that... No. You can't. No player can criticize that, but when you quote unquote don't hustle, and that O'Neill play, you can't even tell if it was noticeable yeah. that he let up. Like I get it, but nobody, no fan said, "Man, you need more hustle." I didn't yeah. see any of that on Twitter or anything before Marmol came out and said it. Well, he, the, he, he created the issue. Oh. Yeah. In the military, they say rank has its privileges, and I'm sure that that goes with uh, 
the business world and the baseball world. If you're the manager or the GM, yeah, you can criticize others, and no, they can't necessarily criticize you. But one of the things that uh, probably people, everybody on the dais perhaps has heard before, Doug Watches, praise in public, critique in private. Right. Oh, yeah, he, I didn't like what he did at all. Oh, I know. We were on the same page from the yeah. get-go. But I think he's going to get away with it. Uh, J- Jamie Rivers was critical of uh, my opinion on uh, 101 ESPN, and there is nothing that this show <laughs> likes more than Radio Wars. It's mm-hmm. something we've prided ourselves on. Um, and so I walked back to where Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter and Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse, who many of our, our audience members want to sleep with, and uh, you ever see Boys in the Hood? No. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, Iggy, you ever see Boys in the Hood? Probably four or five times. Really? I love that, love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, I'm sure you've seen Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in which O'Shea Jackson, who goes by the name Ice Cube, stands up on the, uh, on the, uh, the front of the house as, uh, as somebody, a passerby goes by. We got a problem here! We got a problem here! So I walk back. And I walked right up to Jamie Rivers, and I said, we got a problem here. Oh. We got a problem here. And he immediately got up and out of his chair and stood over me. And he's a, he's a little taller than me. Like, he's God, got he, nothing on you, Tim. I think he's 5'8 and a half. He's 5'8 and a half. Is he? And he goes, what's the problem? I go, nothing. Jackson's going to be here in a minute. We just want to make sure everything's oh. looking good for you guys today. Okay, bye. Now, did you have your lifts on? Were you wearing? I, did. I was wearing my lifts, and they were, I was like at 5'7 with yep. these lifts. Seriously. Yep. Well, and he didn't yeah, do anything other than play in the yeah. NHL. Exactly. So he's a guy you want to go after. Thank you. You pick him out first. You, just exactly. res- you respect him, just like uh, some, some media people do to Wainwright. Hey, Wayno. Uh-oh. All uh, of a sudden, the St. Louis media took you after him. Well, some people do that. They cower. <laughs> hey, Wayno, what would you think of the fans? Yeah, good game, Wayno. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough of those media members. <laughs> well, you have to... There is something to be said about just being polite to the players. It doesn't make you a better media member because you go down there yelling and screaming, big New York guy, going to rip everybody apart. You'll get exactly one interview, and that'll be it for the rest of the year. Yeah, but that one. Well, maybe. Guys, Marmol is in over his head. He won't be here at the end of 2024. That's from Danny Tanner. I got to say, I don't know if he fits well with the – manager and I don't know how the players like I, I have no idea but he doesn't seem to have much of a, a soft side he doesn't have much of a, a personality gritty, really yeah I mean Schilt he didn't play either which doesn't help his credibility in the in the game you know I I'm one for saying I, I don't care if you played major league baseball or not if you're a good manager you're a good manager but it does give you some instant credibility and it makes it a little harder to come down hard on other players I would think I think Schilt that was a mistake if I had to, it, but hiring me, Mike Schilt? No, firing Mike Schilt. Oh, I, th- I think between Matheny, Marmol, and person. I think that was a personal situation there. I don't think that that was necessarily about strategy. And I think that kind of is obvious, actually, considering they went on a monster winning streak at the end of that season, yeah. and then he was let they, go. They only won 17 in a row and got back in the playoffs. And I like Manager them. of the year and the year before. I think there was some shrapnel left over from the Rosarena thing in 19, the Paul DeYoung thing. Uh, continue to be a point of consternation, and I just think that uh, he wanted to be, get an extension, and they weren't going to give him the extension, and I think he was pissed about it, and they go, this this guy's not somebody that we want to continue to be in business with. And Ali Marmol uh, wanted the job. I think he was aggressive in wanting to get the job, even though he was Schilt's uh, right-hand guy, 
And I really, you know, I, I, I talked about this when it happened with the Helsley game. Um, I understand it. I, I've, I've rarely felt like, and we've been lucky enough in St. Louis to see so many postseason series, and rarely, rarely, but it has happened, have I felt like the manager for the Cardinals or the manager against the Cardinals has either won or lost the series. I do feel like Tony LaRussa played a huge role in winning the 2011 World Series, but I almost feel like Ron Washington played a larger role in his mismanagement for the Rangers. Mike Matheny in the 2014 NLCS, that was that was just unfortunate. It was almost kind of sad because it got away from him so badly. But uh, what happens in the postseason is managers get blamed for crap that they do throughout the course of the year. And, and then because it's one game, it's treated like the Super Bowl, things get overanalyzed and second-guessed based on results. So whatever. I've been doing this stuff long enough to see that come and go. But calling out a guy's effort in Game 5, a week after you named him the starting center fielder for the year, is holy crap. Mm-hmm. And yes, Mazalek said, yeah, you know, we need to have effort around here, or whatever he said. But he also said it would have been better to handle this privately. <laughs> and O'Neill went, but good for O'Neill, by the way, for mm-hmm. saying, you know, this could have, this never had to get out. That's, that's the issue. That is just... And the fact that you can even watch the video and still not sure that there's a lack of effort there... It's not like he didn't run out a double play ball, stopped halfway to the base. It's still, it's still and, hard and, to know. And, and, and yeah, I mean, on the top of it, and I, I mean, my God, what, what is the bigger issue? Tyler O'Neill's effort, a guy who's never, I don't think, had his effort questioned, or the fact that the starting rotation is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, so I don't know. I, that 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 was a moment for the first time because, if anything, I feel like the manager gets too much blame for things in baseball, and it'll happen in St. Louis because it's a baseball-obsessed market. Um, but this was the first time I go, jeez. Because I haven't really thought much about the Cardinal manager one way or the other uh, over the last however many years. Certainly probably 2014 stands out to me. <laughs> like I said, with that NLCS, that was alarming. But um, holy crap, I am I was really surprised by calling out a player's effort, especially when you'd already met with him. You'd already tended to it. Yeah. So why do you got to go after him and – in a press conference, I mean, what? But whatever, I don't know. Fine, you know, they'll they, we'll see how that all works out for him. Yeah. Uh, the players didn't come out with. I guess they, they were neutral. No, po- no player well, really came I, out. I don't know. Do you like, think Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt, two professionals who you know, do you think they're going to go and? Yeah. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt would never say any Nolan Arenado. It's just not the way that they work. If you're a professional, and you have success. You're very rarely will you. I mean, they, like Tommy Pham, God bless him, entertaining interview. But there's a reason he bounces around. This stuff is, if you follow how the world works, this isn't limited to baseball. If you got a problem, the problems have tough times finding jobs, you know? And that works also in the manager's office or the head coach's office. Those are the ones who have tough times finding jobs. I don't know that any reporter went around all the other players either asking for their yeah, opinion you, or the players. But you've done this long enough to know if you would have asked Paul Goldschmidt or Norn Arnato or even hell, I don't know, Dylan Carlson, you know, what they what they yeah. thought of O'Neill's effort, you know what you would have gotten. Yeah, there. they would have said nothing about it. But I mean for example, when uh, the Cardinals lost to the Giants in two thousand two and LCS and I because I was around the same age of a lot of guys on on the team if anything I was younger than a lot of guys on the team and and at that time they would go out and drink because you could without some you know buddy wanting to get likes and taking pictures and videos of them so you know now they sit in their hotel rooms and use tinder and play video games but 
Uh, so I, I knew them well enough, and I came down uh, the day that they were cleaning out their lockers right after they got back from San Francisco, and I'm in there, and I'm BSing with a few guys. Um, and they're like, what do you think of J.D.'s throw? So J.D. drew, Kenny Lofton hit the ball to J.D. drew, and or maybe Lofton scored, I don't know. Somebody scored, and the Cardinals lost on a walk-off in, in game five against the Giants in that year in 2002. And I go... I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it. One way or the other, I go, J.D.'s so, so damn lazy, and he could have been playing up, and then he took his time with the throw, and the throw was crap. God, it just sucks that we don't have a guy who cares, you know, that. But if I would have gone, okay, let's do an interview, never would they have ever said anything oh, remotely oh. like it. And it's just understood. It's one of those things that you understand. And I'm really surprised, by the way. I kind of thought that the public would be more on Marmol's side. Um but overwhelmingly, uh, the the reaction has been, yeah, he might have been not hustling, or maybe he wasn't hustling, but either way, handle it in private. So tip of the cap to the public for kind of understanding the way that you got to lead. That's not the way you do it. And even if he had 10 years and a bunch of success, I still would say that's not the right way to do it. But uh, you're in your second year, and you got swept out of the playoffs. Granted, it's a three-game series, but you know, certainly managerial decisions were a focal point of game one. And you're going to light up a guy's effort who you just named starting center fielder in game five. I don't know about that, man. I really am legitimately surprised and rarely do I get really worked up over baseball managerial decisions because I think they're exaggerated. But uh, in this case, I was, I was really surprised by it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what kind of backlash there is. And there will be backlash for Neil's on the bench again today. I think it, it'll really start to heat up. Well, the reason I bring up the players, I just didn't know, at, like, behind closed doors, how they react to managers going after a player. And, you know, it, I, I don't know. This, I feel like this has, like, a stinging effect if it lingers any longer in terms of middle of the season, late in the season. Maybe yeah. you're relying on Tyler O'Neill and – <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems like unnecessary, unwarranted t- attention. It's probably similar to how someone in any other business employees would react if the boss came out and yelled at one of the employees. They might whisper among themselves what they think, but probably keep it to themselves in, in the big picture. Yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, why do you think the public's reaction has been more on Tun's side instead of Marmol's? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I, some people are still pissed about the, the playoff loss to the Phillies. I think historically in St. Louis, and I don't know if this is different from other markets, the manager catches more hell than the players. You notice that? You would yeah. agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also just think it's the principle of it. It, you know, it's, it was it was odd, and it'd be one thing if he he didn't tend to it privately, but he did. He acknowledged they talked about it, but then he went out and and then the next day he went back after it. Yeah, and Marmol is so intense that he he doesn't. You know, he doesn't come off as a as a terribly relatable or likable guy. He's not unlikable. He just doesn't seem to have a warm and fuzzy side. That may have something to do with it. Even Larusso could joke around at times, and not always just be so right. intense with everything. But the thing with Larusso, and he would light my ass up plenty. I don't know how. I assume you got it, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the cat. The cat. Got the cat it the time, I was about to yeah. say the cat obviously got well, it more than anybody. Out of the shower a couple times. He had shaving, <laughs> and shaving cream, cream on, yeah. and he'd be watching westerns up in the mm. corner. 
That was one of my favorite parts of going down there back in the day when we would go into his office and there'd be just westerns on. And he'd be so distracted by this 1960s western that was on in the office. But he understood the program. You don't throw a guy under the bus, especially his effort individually. That's what I'm talking about. But whatever. Well, they spend so much time together from February to hopefully October, almost seven days a week, traveling all the time. They're together so much that the last thing you want is to have people butting heads and upset with each other because you called them out to the media. That's the last thing you want or need. Yeah. And then if the guy isn't playing, you know, and O'Neill's like, well, I mean, it was my scheduled day off. And the Marlins, no, we have a standard, and it's up here. Yeah. And if you're not... And you haven't met it. <laughs> Hustle or don't play. Yeah, the, the doesn't everybody know that? The doubling down the next day after that was, like, eye-opening. Originally mm-hmm. bringing it up with one thing, but not forgetting it and bringing it up. We have a standard here, and if yeah. you're not... Uh, guys, Marmol has an air about him that he knows everything. That's from Danny Tanner. I haven't really had a, a big opinion on Ali Marmol because I, I think growing up, certainly with Whitey Herzog and Tony La Russa, obviously, you felt like the manager really had a big amount of power. Now, in a sense, I feel like the manager is kind of the on the puppet strings yeah. of the, the data yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get work in there. So, I mean, the Cardinals have had three managers since July of 2018, whereas it was, you know, Whitey Herzog, all the way up until 1990, and then you had Joe Torre, and then you had Tony La Russa, and that covered three decades, and now you have three in, in five years. I just don't necessarily view it one way or the other as I used to, and uh, but but this one stands out to me. Uh, guys, it's fascinating to me to watch the B-Fibs acknowledge that Marmol is literal, uh, literally a middle manager on the hierarchy. That has to be unique in baseball. That's from Kevin's brother. His first name is Jack, and then his last name is Demoff. Well, it's unique to the Cardinals. I don't think we've gotten that sense with the Cardinals lately. It, I, I don't think it's unique to all of baseball. There are others. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's super commonplace. Yeah. I, I think just maybe even 10 years ago, I probably could have named almost every manager in the mm-hmm. game. And I don't even know if I could name half right now. They used to be the Dusty Baker, Joe Torre types who yeah. played a long oh, time Bobby in the league. Bobby Cox you knew is my favorite. Yeah. Watch Older guys who kind of had their own opinions, full of personality, and – and people respected them because of their years in the game. When you're when you're new and people don't know you as a player, and you still come out and have kind of a rough edge, that that's that might not be the the recipe to get the fans on your side right away. Baseball one time had what Leland Larusa, Bobby Cox, Showalter. Yeah. I mean, they're all at one time. Lou Pinella. absolute <laughs> Sweet. Lou Pinella. So he could be a Manny Rooster. Yeah, that's a great one. And the guy in San Francisco, Bruce Bochy, was around a long time. Yeah, what about I, when Roger K- Craig and Whitey Herzog were fighting <laughs> after yeah. Jose Oquendo and Ozzie Smith double-teamed Will Clark? Mm-hmm. I just miss, like, that was pre-analytics to where you just had this old, crotchety old man who's been around baseball for 40 years. He fits yeah. in perfectly to any clubhouse. Yeah, we've got a live uh, Sunday charge going on. We've got a live Sunday oh, charge know. going on. And the Plowhawk and Mr. Licks and Doug are all here for it. Brooks Kepka is your leader through seven. He's one under on the day, eight under on the tournament. Uh, Jason Day, Iggy, is two under. He is one off the lead. He is at seven under for the tournament through four, so he is really continuing to play some good golf. Uh, but here comes Joaquin Neiman now. He's two under, three under for the tournament. Here comes Phil Mickelson. He's one under and two under for the tournament. Here comes Dustin Johnson. He's one under. Here comes Sheldon. <laughs> He's two under for the tournament. It is something to see as Liv is making its mark 
at the Mastleys. But I'd love to see, I, I'm excited to see when Cam Young and Rob tee off. That's, I love live golf, but those two are just so sick to watch, too. So I kind of like the uh, DJ creeping in there. The John Rahm situation will be uh, intriguing to see because he doesn't tee off for three hours, and I don't know what the situation will be like at Augusta National at that point. Uh, let me take a look at my forecast for you, Doug. I know you're monitoring it for your roster. I, I yeah, Hovland, Rahm, and Young. Thunderstorms man. this afternoon, but it's, 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 it's 30, 30, 40%, 40%. It never is like 100. Tomorrow's 100% rain and a high of 52 God, you look that's at the weather next week, and it is absolutely perfect. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's really lousy weather for Georgia. I am telling April. you. Really bad. But that's where they are. Maybe they could move it to Westboro. Finish the last couple of rounds here. <laughs> could you imagine? I would love to see every second of that. <clears throat> yeah. I wonder if Roy McElroy would hit driver on any hole. And I say that sincerely. I don't know. Sure, some of my compadres who I play with there. I mean, Bryson could hit the corner of the course. I, the I honestly, yeah. I've been told by a couple people that some guys who have that kind of distance nearly got to the creek on 13, <laughs> which, oh my God. which is insane to me. Like, I can't imagine that, but I guess if you can hit the ball 375 yards and that is downhill, it'd be like, yeah, why would I bring, I don't need to hit driver. What does it matter? I'll hit three wood and then I'll just be safe and then I'll hit, you know, nine iron in yeah different operation yeah other than that i don't think there'd be any possible opera uh hole so, so, that'd, be, so that'd be that'd be it'd be, be intriguing you know it's a par 68 so yeah so 16, you're saying there's maybe. a chance that it could happen Shoot, 16 could drive the green under a couple holes still under construction they can get around that well you know well they hit we on all have stories they hit on two four iron three iron oh uh, god uh i you yeah, know i don't know on that i can't recall because I, I play with some guys there who at three would. So I don't know what that would be. Two, yeah, two, it wouldn't two, be driver, but I don't know if it would be iron or three wood. Yeah. I think they'd probably go, well, I'm just going to hit a wedge out there, and then I'm going to hit a little gap wedge, and I'll have a birdie putt from five feet. I yeah, don't need sure to, why, why even bring trouble into it? That's yeah, probably sure. how they think about it. Uh, Sam Bennett, the amateur, who, Iggy, you wrote a love letter to on Twitter? I just said I love this kid. Well, he is two strokes, excuse me, three strokes off the lead as he is one under par. He started yesterday four under through six, and uh, he is an amateur player, and he is five under for the golf tournament, one under today through one. He is lurking. What if you had a live player against an amateur on Sunday? Would that be? That'd be nice. Yeah, this is something up, else, man. He started off birdie eagle yesterday. Birdie eagle, yeah. Two, three under through two. And then he birdied again, what, six or something? I think six, like and then oh, he threw another one in there and didn't... Uh... I think he's a fifth-year senior at A&M. Yeah, just yeah, won the uh, U.S. Amateur. Wow. He can go straight to live. Get a bag. <laughs> no. I just tweeted about how Will Zalasaurus should have taken that bag. <laughs> but yeah, Sam Bennett. He took my bag, 22 rosters. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. God bless America, Doug. Sorry, Tim. You doing any loans yourself, or should I just go to thehomeloanexpert.com? Uh... I, I loan, but, uh, you know, I charge like 50% interest. Could you imagine going to the sketchy check loan place and going, why you need it, man? I had a bad Jim, weekend. Jim Hayes Enterprises used to charge yeah, like 67%. He, he said that was an industry standard, though. <laughs> yeah. Can't confirm. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, Iggy hasn't mentioned today yet that he wasn't invited to Tim's member guest. That's from the 314. I feel like you oh. did bring up member guest, but you were yeah. talking about the horse and was wacko and me. So this is not your year to appear there. No. Matt Poling's year, Doug. Yeah. It's not your year. 
No, Paul, 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 Paul's a 15. He's a dangerous 15. I'm available if anybody wants me in there. Well, but oh, wow. they, they don't need you at Westboro, apparently. Because I get to hit from the uh, senior tees now. So Yeah, well, that won't help much. I don't know. Some of those courses, the senior tees, are way up by the women's. Uh, Doug, Mr. Licks has a country club question. Are you taking country sure. club questions? Sure, yeah. I belong to several clubs. Tim, do people at Westboro look down at those at the club that only play on the weekends? It's something I've noticed at other clubs I've played at. I find it to be funny. That's from Mr. Licks. <laughs> they look down on people who only play on Saturday and Sunday? But they are Maybe work. they've got jobs. I know. That's how they make money to pay for, like... <laughs> Honestly, at most points, people are kind of done working, and that's why they're Um, able to do it. I guess that is the other side. But, uh, Mr. Licks, uh, I I don't know. I I try to play often um, as much much as possible. Some people don't belong to country clubs for the golf. They belong for the pool and the social Social, atmosphere, the restaurants, the cocktail hours, just hanging out. The bocce. Bochi, St. Louis Country Club. We got the polo on the backfields. Pickleball. They have pickleball at Westboro now? I think so. I never played uh, tennis over Boy, there. Boy, it is just exploding. Oh, my God. Apparently, all, that's almost all Chesterfield Mall is these days. Is oh, is that right? I yeah. didn't know that. Uh-huh. The thing that amazed me at St. Louis Country Club more than the polo courts is that they have clay court tennis courts. Clay. Yeah. Rafael Nadal. Clay court expert. Like court expert, mm-hmm. correct. Uh, this guy's not happy with the handicap system for the Fan Page Club Championship. Should Iggy's course handicap at Gateway be less than an 18 if he's going to play Guy from the senior tees? That's from the 636. Doug, people are policing the... Okay, move it down a couple notches. Well, if you are going to play from the senior tees, that would alter it. Absolutely. I don't I don't know what the... Let's put you at about a, a 13. I, I, all i got to do is enter it into the uh, okay. app. Doug, do you have anything you want to tell us about, or are we done telling people about I think things? I'm done telling about people, but I can tell... Iggy, that he should probably lower his handicap from an 18. If you're going to move way up to the senior tees, Iggy, you're let's not get a, you down to about a 7 or 8. You're not in the app anymore. Oh, no. What app? You're not in the, the gin app. Sure I am. I, I mean, I'm just telling you, you're not. I don't to tell you. There's a guy named Spencer Strode. There's no Kenny Strode. Well, Spencer's my nephew. What's his handicap? <laughs> Doug, uh, Spencer's a 10.4. Really? He's not that good. Your vanity cap could be. He would not fit in the fan. It may not, may not be the right one. Uh, I don't know. I did get an email, but I thought it was a spam saying that. What'd uh, you get? Uh, saying it wouldn't accept my credit card for my uh, for my Here update. Come the emails from the listeners. No, it could be, it could be that I got I did get a new credit card. It was a new number, but I thought I changed it and everything that I used my credit card on. Uh, this guy who wanted to check on Iggy's handicap says, "Uh oh, does Iggy not have a gin? It sounds like he knew what he was doing. The counselor was setting the situation up, and here we go." Uh-huh. Gosh. Well, last time disappears. The last time you looked, it was there, so I don't know what that tell you. <laughs> Doug, how do we handle this? I Just give it to the key. Active <laughs> membership. <laughs> let him have the first no, one. Iggy, take a seat. Oh, you must have an active gin membership and access gin golf products. Yeah. Please oh. contact your club administrator. Sounds like the first forfeit is already underway. <laughs> no, I guess the credit card thing was right. I mean, I did get a new credit card, and it changed the number. Yeah. But I automatically changed. I mean, every other streaming service I get and everything that I use my credit card for online. That's okay. KG and O-Town just sent in wide open eye emojis. <laughs> I don't Take me out of the club championship. I don't care. Oh, it I sounds don't have like a it's I don't have a gin either, so two-thirds or what is it? You're half forfeiting our, as well? Half of the big brackets. Oh, my God. You, think, like I that? <laughs> you think I care? Give me what you want. I don't care. I'll play scratch. I don't care. I'm an 18, but I really I play like a 21. So whoever gets me is getting kind of a value. <laughs> People with Gints that are... Gints. Gints. The new company. 
We're going to create it. Yeah, I'll call Tommy O'Toole. I don't know. I go through Metropolitan Golf Association. I don't know what happened. I can't imagine Tom O'Toole fielding a call from you about your handicap. No, I would like to record that. He started that company. He's hanging up and then He started the Metropolitan person. Golf Association. Good morning. Ken is Grint AF. That's yeah. from glove vlogger Tom Traven. Uh, Iggy, I believe the message was insufficient funds, and that's not considered spam. No, that's it wasn't insufficient oh. funds because if that was the case, my Netflix wouldn't go through, my... Uh, well, Hulu wouldn't it, go through. Have you those lately? I did get, yeah, it's all going through. I did get a email, but I thought it was a spam no. when they ask you for your password and all this, and oh, we need your credit card number. Uh, Metropolitan Golf Association uh, can't read your credit card. I said, oh, that's another spam trying to get my credit card. <laughs> I guess it was true, but I don't know. The man got duped by Home Depot, but he thought an email from the gin folks about an outdated credit card was phony. This despite acknowledging having a new credit card. That's from show ombudsman Brian Henschen. Also, the Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month of the Month of March. Yes, he was. And didn't you hear me just say that every other thing I used my credit card online yeah. for automatically went through? So why didn't this? I don't know. I didn't go into Netflix and all that and change my credit card. But this means you're out of the tournament? That's, I guess so. <laughs> According to one person who wants me out, I guess I'm out. I don't care. You do care. You've looked forward to this event. Uh, yeah, but I also don't care if I don't play. Oh. So I'm not on the fan page. I don't have a gin. There's two things against me. Well, Brooks Kepka has a grint, and he also has a three-stroke lead at Augusta National after he eagles Number eight, the Live Golf Tour celebration mm. is underway. Brooksy is double digits before he even makes the turn on Friday, Doug. Here comes Kepka. Oh, dude, he is on fire. This is he is on a mission. He's one of those guys, and I don't know if I said it on this show or on Balloon Party yesterday. He's one of those guys, and, and P. Reed, as much as I dislike him, but it, he's kind of like Jordan looking at the iPad in the last dance. He concocts a way to take things personally, and if he can, if he's healthy enough, he will he will skull f you if he can. And mm. so he is in a spot right now where he is doing it. He just eagled number eight. He's three under for his round, ten under for the tournament, and has a three-stroke lead on Day Hovland and Rom. So How do gets, you do? If he get the thirteen under and the weather starts to kick in, I mean, you're Huge, talking. You're exact, that's why the guys who are teeing right. off this morning, it is a monster advantage. A monster advantage. I hope at 18 on the final day, Greg Norman comes bursting through the doors <laughs> of Butler Cabin and, and raises. It's Norman's music. <laughs> He's in a helicopter because they don't own the airway. You know, they oh, don't no, own they the don't. skies. Yeah. So he can just party like an he helicopter. He can parachute out of there. <laughs> I wonder if, um, say, he, say he wins his tournament by a stroke or two. How many people are going to go back and say, well, if he wasn't a cheater, because you know his caddy asked him what he hit, that Back's is a two stroke a penalty. I do not see that as being the case. But but you know what I say, I'm speaking from somebody who actually kind of researched the situation. How many people you know watched Paul McGinley last night at whatever time he was talking about this? You know to know that. Yeah. So you're right. More people right now think he cheated. More people think Morikawa cheated. And you know, by the letter of the law, actually Morikawa did not. He did not. But but by the letter of the law, Kepka's caddy did. Did. But. As I was saying earlier in the show, McGinley said that it's something that everybody does. They just understand that that's the deal. Guys, Iggy is the P. Reed of the Fan Page Club Championship. That oh. goes to the total pack. Why is that? I don't, I don't cheat. Understand that. I don't understand you that. don't have a handicap. I don't cheat. I guess that's what they're referring to. Yeah. <coughs> it looks like someone is being lied to, Brian Henschen. I don't know if it's about what? a big deal, but can make it one, I guess. I, I don't know. You can go ahead and take me out of the tournament. I don't care. Just give me. Oh, but you would care. Geek and forfeit his way into the next round. I don't care. 
Well, you would care. You don't want to forfeit like the no first round. Well, if these people are upset enough thing. that I don't have a gin anymore because of a Who's upset? credit card snafu and I don't want to be on the fan page, so I guess I'm do what you want to do. I don't I really do what care. You want to do. It's up to okay. You. I just don't want to see you expelled before the turn even begins when you got a chance to win this darn thing. Just pull up that email that said yeah. that it was, it was from like two months ago. I don't well, know where that was. And I think I probably then. deleted it too because I thought it was spam. Well, then there's ways to get that. I'll just call. I'll, I'll call the Metropolitan Golf Association. Yeah, no problem. You'll be back on Gen App in no, in no time and everything will be fine. Who cares? <laughs> I care. I want you in the tournament. We Absolutely. All care greatly. Well, Can who's we going to kick for me out? Another full time <laughs> employee on the show like KG and O Town oh, or Donnie Mose. That's from Glove Blogger Tom Tran. No, I guess that's yeah. possible. To... Yeah, well, I'm sure KG enjoyed the uh, Blues he... game last night. He was there, wasn't he? He's an employee. <clears throat> he could take your spot. No way, he wasn't there. <clears throat> Do you mind if he takes your Man, spot and take plays against Gee instead? He's already in the tournament. Oh. Yeah, he is. What is he at? 15 and a half? Dangerous 15. 15 and a half. Yeah, he's got a bracket too, doesn't he? Oh, no, he doesn't have a bracket. Well, you want to keep throwing shade at me. I'm just going to go right back to you. If you want, if you want to stop, you can stop, and we'll all just let it go. But <laughs> Doug, it's going to be awkward while you're cruising around Capri. <laughs> no, he'll be in Jackson's cubby hole, and I won't see him. Oh. Yeah, how are we teeing off? Like, are we going? Are we in a group together? Uh, pairings who have not been announced by Sean Barnes, okay. and uh, I think Jeff Smith gets together with Sean, and they try to do it for television. Um, I mean, you'd have to think that, uh, Iggy, we could be in the same pairing again. We have been the last few years. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, that's a feature matchup, you and Guy and and me and the voice of TMA Live's Andy Hanselman. Yeah, I don't think it'll get to either of those guys, uh, but in the past, uh, it has been a little little nerve-wracking for the other players playing with you and I. They get a little nervous. You think, think especially you. I think that's Especially why we came through the early yeah. rounds because they play against us and they just they falter because they're so afraid. Well, you have such an aura about you that people are I don't know why. I'm an easygoing guy. See, well, make... Victor Hovland played with Tiger yesterday and shot his best round ever, yes, 65. Yeah. I want to make a suggestion. I would love to play with Milty and Basler. Again, I think Saw that, Milty last night. I think that matchup there, 1.3 with Basler, but you know what Mark can do with Gateway. Oh, You know what Mark Milton told me last night? I was walking in with the great Kerry Davis as we were going to the suite. Love Kerry. And I saw Mark Milton. And he said, yeah, you're getting a lot of mileage out of that asterisk you put on my handicap when you announced the, mm. the pairings. He goes, that's fine. I'm going to win this thing. Oh. The confidence as well, dog. I'm telling you, Will yeah. Bowser, 1.3 out in the first round, potentially? That's could happen. If I was getting 18 strokes, I'd be confident, too. Uh, I was going to offer to pay for your gin, but not after that. That's from KG and O-Town. I don't need you to pay for anything. Oh, no. But it would have been a nice gesture on his part. Right. It would have been, it's like buying you a drink. Get away from this. You've had enough of this talk, and you're almost crestfallen. Is that yes. T-Pain? Yeah. It's time for email of the day. But we... Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. We do have one more break, though, to tape. Oh, yep. it's We do. We do. Yeah. It's 930. Uh, send your emails in. It's coming up in just 15 minutes. <laughs> we wrap up the Appliance Discounters 8 o'clock hour. Jackson and I are going to get our asses ripped in a half hour, Doug. Mm-hmm. Usually I have a little more t- breathing room. Come and get your whooping. That's right. Balloon party. Uh, what do we have coming up on uh, Balloon Party from my Munganess, St. Louis Accurate Old Poetic? The great Darren Pang on at 1015 to oh, talk sweet. about the Blues and Rangers and Vladdy's return to St. Louis. Nice. And then the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Oh, my God. It's everything. I have a feeling Panger and I are going to talk more Masties. He's been tweeting more Masties about it than uh, any hockey. Uh, we'll talk it over with Panger coming up at 1015 on 101 ESPN. Take a break. Come back with our 9 o'clock hour. Yes, I know it's 929. Send your emails in. Iggy's obviously not happy about this gin discovery. No, he walked out. The morning out. after at InsideSTL.com. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.